Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Welcome to part three in our study on how to flourish in the new year. We started talking about thinking, about having a view of the world where the Bible informs the way that we think and act in uh, part one. And then last week we talked about linking together with other believers. This is our opportunity to be part of a community of faith and the value that that has for our own spiritual growth. Today we're going to talk about the word bless. And we're going to talk about being part of uh, serving others and taking our own gifts and talents and abilities and resources and using them to build up the kingdom of God by serving. And I, I want to mention that we are going to kind of talk about this in two different areas. And I think it's it's good to, to keep in mind that this isn't necessarily an either-or proposition. We're going to talk about, we're going to start by talking about these two areas, but I think they are a, a both. I think that we should incorporate both of these types of service into our lives because each one of them have a different end result and each one of them have a little bit of a different motivation, I believe. And so we're going to start out by talking about two main areas of service. And I would encourage you to add both of these into your life if you're not currently doing them. The first one is to serve your church body. And that would be getting involved in something going on in your church, in a ministry in your church. Let me say that I'm going to be using the church I currently work at as a little bit of an example here, but what I am ex explaining to you, what I'm kind of going to talk about in this part is something I've seen played out in lots of churches. I think that whatever church you're going to would have the same types of opportunities to serve. And I'm not going to so much talk about ministries as I am about the kinds of service. So. Let me start by just saying that there are opportunities at your church to serve that require great commitment. And then there are others that don't really require the same level of commitment. And every church is going to be a little bit different as to what that level is. For instance, if you're going to serve in youth ministry or kids ministry in our church, we're going to ask a pretty big commitment to you. You're going to, we're going to ask you to serve for at least a year. We're going to ask you to be very faithful. Um, some roles serve every single week for a whole year. Others will serve every other month for a whole year. So it's it's a it's a, a big chunk of time. Those responsibilities um, also have uh, things that you would do at home during the week, in addition to the event itself that you do each week, whether it's youth group on Wednesday nights or whether it's kids church on Sunday morning. But then we, we have other ministries where it's much different. For instance, you can be a greeter and you can do that for just uh, you know a week here and there when you have the opportunity. Um, you could serve in uh, the worship band, which is a rotating uh, thing where you could serve a certain amount of time on or off or just when you're available, you can jump in and serve. Um, and, and so we have those kinds of things, the, the things that take a lot of commitment and the things that don't take a lot of commitment. 
We also have things that, that require a lot of, of extra work. You prepare at home. If you're going to be a greeter, you can just you know show up 15 minutes early and with a smile on your face and you're ready to go. If you're going to be a small group leader in the junior high ministry, you're going to spend a lot of time texting junior hires through the week and encouraging them and reminding them of when youth group meets and asking them how their day is going. And you're going to be fielding calls from parents who want to know what's what the the admission fee for the corn uh, maze is and things like that. So you're going to have a lot of outside work beyond just showing up and having a good time with the junior high group. So you want to take those things into consideration when you when you jump in and get involved. Take a look at the season of life that you're in and see, do I have time to adequately do this? Do I have the commitment level that I need to make this work? Um, and if not, maybe some there are some other things that you can do that don't require that same level of commitment and um, that will work better for the season of life that you're in. I bring that up to say that the number one reason people drop out and stop serving is because they're they're in the wrong ministry. They're in a, a, a role that requires more than, than they expected or thought. And so it's important to know going in how much you're able to give based on the season of life that you're in right now and then what the job expects of you. I think that regardless of your season in life, there is a way you can participate. If uh, you maybe you're recovering from surgery or you're housebound for some reason. Well, can you get the prayer list and pray each week for people? Can you make reminder phone calls so that someone is there to staff the info desk that week? Can you can you help with those things? There's there's something that that nearly anyone can do at your local church, and you uh, can participate in whatever opportunities your church has. I would suggest you just giving something a try and seeing if you like it. Say, I'd like to try this for a month and, and see how it goes. And if it isn't for you, then be able to say, be willing to say that. Just say, hey, you know what? This wasn't quite the thing, but I, I want to try something different. I was thinking maybe this, or maybe there's some people in your church that handle volunteers and, and they could help you figure out a good place. Maybe they have some suggestions. And I know um, that some churches will suggest the position that's the most critical. Um, I think you'd be a great fit for this thing, even though it might be something that you don't think is a good fit. So you have to decide whether you're willing to try it or not. But I think it's really important to be open to listen to the Holy Spirit and to, to ask him if this is a good area for you. But then also to be willing to try something and be courageous enough to admit this wasn't quite it. Um, I think that's really important. I think sometimes we have good intentions and we end up stuck in a place that, that is uncomfortable or a place that just doesn't really use our gifts and talents the best way. And so as a result, we find service frustrating. That's often on us because we don't speak up and we don't do enough investigating ahead of time. So I would encourage you to, to evaluate where you're at and what you're looking for and find a place to serve. Now, with that being said, I want to caution you against immediately uh, saying no to something because it might not sound like you. I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, a really good example. A lot of times I will ask people to help out in kids church and they will say, oh, well, I don't really like I don't really like kids or, um, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't have any kids. I don't spend a lot of time with kids. I, I feel like I don't really know how to talk to them. I, I, I just don't feel like that's for me. Or they'll say things like, well, you know, I served in Sunday school with third graders for 20 years and I'm kind of tired of kids now. And 
the truth is, is that there are so many things that need done in kids church where you will never see a child. Um, we, we need people that are organized that can print and, and bind curriculum and get that in the hands of the teachers. We need people who can handle attendance and who can, can take the attendance list and, and, and watch them and let us know what kids have been falling through the cracks. We need people that are good and organized at being able to get materials in the right rooms at the right time. Um, so all of those positions have nothing to do with children. In fact, I would say of all the spiritual gifts that are out there, every one of them can be utilized in any ministry nearly. Um, in some way. So you don't have to be good with kids to be an asset to kids church. And you don't have to necessarily be musically gifted to help the worship team. Uh, I know our worship leader would love for someone to come in and file all the music sheets after the end of the service so that they're in the right places and and not in a big stack that he's got to root through all the time because he never has time to file them. Um, this is the case for every worship leader everywhere. This is the case for every ministry leader. There, there are jobs that have nothing to do with what you think of when you think of the ministry that could be done. And so if your gift is organization, any ministry in the church can use your organization. Find a ministry that, that, that looks fun that you want to jump into, maybe a ministry that God's been tugging your heart towards, and just say, look, you know, I don't have these skills, but I do have these. This is what I bring to the table. Could you use it? And I think you'll find that there's a lot more ministries that open up, a lot more opportunities that are out there than you might have first thought. So don't get close-minded and think that this is the only place I can serve because this is the only thing I'm good at. Um, just because you would think you would need to work in the office because you're organized, that isn't the case. Um, there are lots of ministries who need your gifts of organization. There's lots of ministries who need your, your gift of, of being creative or being able to, to do tedious details. I have um, a lady in my church who loves to laminate, and she's my BFF sometimes because... Um, with kids church sometimes there's a lot of laminating a lot of trimming and cutting and and i have people that come and pick those things up for me in the afternoon and bring them back the next morning and they're such a blessing to me and i I think that you could be that you could be that for someone else it doesn't have to be uh you don't have to be on the stage or you don't have to be teaching a sunday school class to be serving there are a lot of ways to serve and i believe that serving in your church is a, is a good opportunity. It helps you to get to know other believers. It helps you to get to know your church family. And it also helps you to be more connected to the mission of the church. And uh, I think that is certainly a win if you can do that. If you just show up on Sunday, listen to the message and go home, um, that's that's good. You've, you've learned a little something. But if you if you come in and you serve um, arm in arm with someone else and, and you get to know them and they get to know you and you can uh, impact the life of a child or a teenager or make a guest feel welcome or get the right information to the right person so that they're able to do their job well, I think that you'll find you have a closer connection to your church. I think often people leave a church... It, People leaving churches is, is, I think, a bit of an epidemic at times. And I think part of it is because they don't feel connected. If you don't serve, then you're not really, your roots aren't really deep into the church. And I think that that will help you when things get difficult and when uh, things, maybe someone upsets you or something happens. You have that rootedness because 
you have a wide circle of people that you know and care about and uh, and you've been serving together uh, advancing the kingdom of God there's great power that comes with that and I would love for you to experience that but also beyond that I think it's important to serve your community in some way some people will be have more time for this than others. Some people will be more dedicated and do this on a more regular basis than others. Sometimes um, others will have a passion that they get really fired up about that they can help out with something and then that time is over and, and they move on to the next thing. Or it could be something that you do week in and week out. Maybe you're a big brother or a big sister or maybe you um, volunteer at the hospital or, or um, at the library to help your uh, community in that way. Maybe there's other opportunities to help at crisis centers or in support groups and, and maybe you just you know make coffee for the people who come to the AA meetings or things like that. Just ways big and small that you can serve in your community. And, and we do this because it's important to show the love of Christ to everyone. And so being able to go out into your community to people who are in great need and be able to serve them is putting hands and feet to the, the gospel and is letting people see what the love of Christ is like. Both of these ways of serving will grow you, um, I think, in different ways. I think um, serving in your church body will grow your ability to get along and grow in your ability to be humble and to care for others. But I think when we serve outside of our community, it it grows us in our ability to empathize with others, to be able to uh, see more clearly the suffering of this world and what's going on in the world around us as a whole, and to be able to enter into that suffering and sit with people in their 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 scary times and their dark moments and, and in their down times and being able to step out and do those things in times of need gives us a greater empathy and a greater um, I think even gratitude and appreciation for the blessings that we have in our own life. And so all of these things are important. We read in Ephesians 4 last in last week's podcast that we are one body in Christ and that we are unified by one spirit and we have one common hope. And when you continue reading in chapter 4, he goes on in verse 11 and he talks about the, their gifts that God gave to the church. And in this passage, he only mentions a few of them. In a few other passages, he lists a lot more. But he talks about apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And he says that their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church. And this is kind of, in my mind, the twofold aspect of serving in your community that's helping each other do the work. And then building up the church is how we, when we go outside the church and we show others the love of Christ, it should draw them to, to God and builds up the family of God. And so our responsibility with these gifts is to go out and do those two things, to build up the body of believers so that they can can do their work better. We work together so that everyone can work well. But then we step outside of the church and we serve our community in a way that builds up the body of Christ and adds to it. And he says this will continue until we've come to, to this unity and that we will be mature. And he's saying that when we serve, in verse 14, we will no longer be immature. 
We won't be tossed about and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. As we serve, as we come together, as we talked about last week, and we link arms together, and we serve each other, and then we take that and we serve our community, when we do those two things, the Bible says that we become mature, and we understand what truth is, and we're able to articulate it to the world around us. And I can't think of anything our world needs more right now. But we try to do that without without these first things. We try to go out and change the world. In fact, this is the one thing I think Christianity, we, we have a bad rap in the world. And I think this is why. Because we're out there trying to, to change the world and get everyone to see things our way. When we haven't really thought deeply about God's word, we haven't banded together as a body to care for each other and to really have a strong connection to one another and then in turn go out and serve our people. And because the, the people that God has put in our, our path, our community, our, our neighbors, our the people that we, we work with, the people around us, because we're not investing in their lives and letting us see the love of Christ in us, uh, we've kind of taken on this this judgmental role of being the moral conscience of our country. And that's not ever what God intended for us. He intended for us to get into the lives of our people, the people that we love and serve in our church body and the people that he has placed in our path around us. And we are to invest in them and to care for them. And that means that we serve them. And as we serve, we become mature and then we have a platform to speak and we have earned the right to help people see the truth of God's word because we've shown them our love and our concern outside of our moral list of rights and wrongs and do's and don'ts. This is incredibly important to get right. I think that these three things that we've mentioned so far are what is going to give you a year where you can look back on it and say, God really changed me this year. I, I was able to grow. I'm a different person today. And you will do that if you spend time thinking about God's word and obeying it and applying it to your life. If you link arms with other believers and invest deeply in community with them, and then you spread that out and you serve each other and you serve your community in a way that lets Christ be known, those things are what is going to help you to have a positive and impactful 2018, a year in which you can flourish. Now, next week, we're going to wrap this up and we're going to talk about the one ingredient you need for any of those things to succeed. This will be the last part of this series, and I look forward to talking with you about the secret sauce of getting out there and making 2018 a good year. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGirlPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing lists, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.